Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. So today we've got Bob Mantel back here again today from Elation Professional, and we're going to talk about, actually you're from Elation ADJ, Eliminator, and 10 other brands. Yeah, essentially, yes. All the corporate <laughs> umbrella and all the we're gonna, under it. Yeah, we're... We're going to talk about spot wash and beam fixtures. So this is going to be good. And hybrids. Yes, and hybrids, yes. Because this idea came to me, because I was thinking about it the other day. I mean, it's a question I get from time to time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes, like, probably, you know, five or so years ago, I would say, was when hybrids, I don't know when it was, but, you know, it wasn't that long ago that these hybrid light fixtures started hitting the scene. Mm -hmm. These lights that could supposedly... Do, you know, spot and or wash and or beam. Um, a lot of the times, like, you could have a wash beam. We're fairly compatible to do together Um, in the earlier fixtures. Yeah. And then there were fixtures that could claim to do all three. And then we realized there's that... A spot wash beam hybrid means that you've got a light that's good at neither of those things. <laughs> exactly. um, and so... And so that's not, and so that's where this this conversation um that's where this idea came from was like how do you choose if you've got a budget, you know, some fixed amount of money because there's always a budget. Mm, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. that you got to stay within whether it's big whether it's small. Um there's a number you got to stay within. How in the world do you decide whether you should get spot fixtures versus wash, should you buy beam fixtures, should you not, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Or should you just buy a bunch of hybrids? <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, because it's, you know, it's nice to be able to have more than a one-trick pony, you know. Um, and it's interesting that we talk about this topic because I this has come up a lot recently. I actually was approached by a magazine to write an article. Exactly. I actually was approached by a magazine to write an article exactly on this topic because I think there's, a lot Oh, isn't that funny? Yeah, isn't <laughs> we didn't talk about this. <laughs> yeah. It, I think there's a lot of like, um, miss, not misinformation, but there's some, yeah, you know, possibly <laughs> misinformation, but, but also, um, maybe, uh, Mis mis uh, incorrect assumptions about different styles of light lighting fixtures and you know like you said about the early hybrids um you know uh, they they could do all three things and none of them well and um i definitely agree with that that point they you when you try to please everybody you please no one and um i think those lights unfortunately were were victims of that. But, you know, I think when you got to start somewhere, though. exactly. <laughs> you do have to start somewhere. You have to experiment and you, and learn from your mistakes and grow. And I think that, that definitely a lot of manufacturers did grow from, from that, that time in our life uh, back then a, a couple of years ago. And um, I still think though, that hybrid fixtures while they are better and improved than they were a few years ago, they are still, um, they have to be one style of fixture at heart that primarily guys, yeah, that can function in an alternative uh, manner when needed to provide flexibility. Um, I, you know, there, there, for me, 
there are there are three styles of lighting fixtures. There's spots, there's beams, and there's washes. There are hybrids, but I think for most of the fixtures, uh, and people will probably for most fixtures, whether it be a hybrid or labeled a hybrid, it's still in its base design and um, engineering. It's still going to be one of those three fixtures primarily. And I think a lot of the hybrids on the market right now are spot fixtures. Um, mm-hmm. And and then a manufacturer will add a frost filter and now it's a wash. The, the wash um, filter, the frost filter does soften the edge. It also decreases the output. So a wash fixture as a wash fixture is going to perform much better than a spot fixture with a frost filter in it. Uh, yeah. So let's, I was going to say, let's define some norms sure. here quick, just for people who might be newer to this. Sure. So, you know, we start like, I usually start with wash fixtures if I'm describing it. And we're mostly talking about, you know, we start like, I usually start with wash fixtures if I'm describing it. And we're mostly talking about moving lights here, but it does Correct. translate to lights that don't move. Mm-hmm. Um, with a wash fixture, you typically get color mixing in zoom. Yes, you might get you might not get zoom if if you're going cheaper. Correct, um, mm-hmm. but you'll definitely get color mixing, mm-hmm. um, the ability to seamlessly change between your colors, um, and that's been true for a long time, um, even before we were using LEDs. Yeah. Um, then a spot fixture, you've got any variety of features, but the biggest is that it can make a sharp beam mm-hmm. with probably with gobos in it, but then beyond that you know, the price point kind of dictates what other features there might be. Correct. You know, whether there's those fixed color wheels, you can change between colors, but it's not smooth. Mm-hmm. Whether there's color mixing, uh, whether there's zoom, you know, prisms. Well, prisms are pretty common these mm-hmm. days. They didn't mm-hmm. used to be as common. You know, the one that, that made the that made beams huge was the clay packy Sharpie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a super narrow beam of light. It kind of behaves like a spot. But then a lot of times there's a frost in there mm-hmm. to make it kind of behave like a beam mm-hmm. because there's a ton of light. Yeah. And so even if you spread it out and lose a ton, you still <laughs> have a decent amount. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you know, and I think the other thing that differentiates the two, the three styles of fixture is quality of light, you know, and usefulness of the light uh, spot is a very typically uh, in this time of LEDs, a very even field of light um, and provides nice, even illumination of a space or of a, of an area. Um, again, it is a hard focused fixture that could have gobos or templates in it so that you can provide some texture um, or some visual gobos or templates in it so that you can provide some texture um, or some visual interesting beams, visually interesting beams in the air. Um, a wash fixture again is going to typically provide a nice even um, coverage of light. It'll just have a soft edge, uh, so that you could use it to to allow fixtures to blend nicely, or to provide that soft uh, key lighting um, that some some applications require. And then you have beam fixtures, which create kind of a horrible uh, quality of light. It's a very <laughs> hot spot. Um, it's very hard to get a focus and, um, and you wouldn't want to use them to illuminate much of anything. 
um, their real sole purpose in life is to create interesting aerial beams. Um, can you use it as a wash fixture with a frost filter in it? Okay. You know, frost filter in it. Okay. You know, but you're, you know, it's, you're going to have a very hot center and it's just not going to cover well. So beams, you know, beams really are kind of an eye candy fixture in effect um, for me. Maybe some people would disagree and they would love to have a bunch of beam fixtures for front lighting. I would not recommend that. Um, But, you know, I see spots and washes kind of as your key elements to a lighting system. And then beams are your eye candy effect. And then we get into hybrids which really could be any fixture that does emulate the effect of another. So spot fixture with a frost filter in it that softens that hard edge that you're used to the spot fixture creating. That is a wash type effect. You're like we said earlier, you're going to lose. Also typically those frost filters do not soften the edge as, um, as much as a, dedicated wash fixture does uh, Mm -hmm. just because of the optics yeah it's very much a you get what you pay for thing as well though yep like if the the higher priced hybrids like they they are very convincing Mm -hmm. oh absolutely yeah um so you know i'm there are certainly uh obviously we're speaking in general terms here there are going to be exceptions to my opinion um so there could be a light out there that is a hybrid that performs exceptionally well as a wash um, or is uh, when the frost filter is in place is, is an acceptable wash. Um, you know, I certainly have them in the rig that I use primarily. I have spot fixtures that have a frost filter and I put the frost filter in to create a wash effect for times that I want that, that effect. And it works well enough to have it be acceptable. Um, so that's something that you have to decide as a designer. There also are spot fixtures that there are two ways. There's two methods out there for a spot fixture to also be a beam fixture, a hybrid. So, um, I would say the spot is one of the more popular hybrids because it can be three variations of light, um, be with the use of filters. So beam fixture, there's a couple different ways that a manufacturer could create that beam effect. One of them is simply by using a small aperture gobo, just a gobo with a teeny tiny hole or, or a couple different gobos with different sized holes so that you can get smaller and smaller. So that's the easiest way. Obviously, cutting out um, that light uh, to a very small aperture gobo, you're going to lose a lot of intensity. You're going to lose a lot of intensity because it's not refocusing or, or um, uh, yeah, it's just not refocusing any of that. You're light. just throwing it away. So you're yeah. throwing it away. Um, then there are manufacturers that include a secondary lens that pops in to, um, to narrow down that beam inside the fixture, which then goes through a small aperture gobo. So that is a little bit more um, uh, effective of a of a uh, an effect because you do have a another lens in there refocusing the beam, so you're not having the loss of output that you would just simply plopping in a gobo. 
again, it's not going, typically, it's not going to be as bright as a dedicated beam fixture, but in some applications, it's acceptable. So that's something that you have to look at when you're looking at those fixtures that maybe perform multiple effects or create different qualities of light. Is it, is it an acceptable effect for you in your application? You know, that's where. You yeah. Yeah. That's, look. that's a good point. Cause what, what that makes me think of is like, like you noted, like, is this, is the wash feature of this spot, let's say, is that something you're going to use all the time or you just need it occasionally in mm-hmm. your show? And if you just need it occasionally, then maybe the hybrid or hybridish. I mean, really, maybe we should just do away with the terms. No, I mean, like any, like any label, right, mm-hmm. of spot or wash or beam. Like it's really kind of a spectrum, exactly, <laughs> of of types of lights. Uh, you know that they, that these sit on, and you know labels help us because they help us easily categorize things. We say spot. And people that have been doing lighting for a while, they know what that is. Correct. It's yeah. easy to communicate. Yep. But it is it is a sliding scale more about, okay, what features does this communicate? Yep. But it is it is a sliding scale more about, okay, what features does this have or not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, wash, like we talked about washes. Um, washes can really only be, if they're going to be a hybrid, can only really be two options. It can be a wash or it can be a a wash beam. It's not really because there's not a lens in there to and it obviously there's a couple different styles of wash fixtures whether you have the multiple optics on the face Well exactly, fixture, yeah. Or because this is where this is where history and the timeline gets interesting, right? Yeah. Because we had beam wash beams like I remember the Mac 2K wash mm-hmm. beams. We had a bunch of the production company I worked at Mm-hmm. You know, and it was a wash fixture, but then the lens, it was circle and it was cut in the middle and it opened up like two doors so that there was just no wash lens and yeah. that made it a beam at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and that worked for, and for a while, everything looked like a Mac Aura. Exactly. You know, it was just a, a big pancake with a bunch of circles mm-hmm. on it, you know, a bunch of individual LEDs and that's what it did. And now we're seeing the move back. Exactly. Yep. From some, you know, you have both now. Yep. Because LED arrays, you know, for these spot units have finally gotten bright enough. Mm-hmm. They're finally gotten usable in that type of um, optical design mm-hmm. that you can have them set back, have a wash lens, you know, a distance away, and get that look that you used to get because it is a little bit of a prettier light mm-hmm. um, than the, the big pancake of LEDs usually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it definitely and was, so yeah, you it, get two types. Yeah, it was definitely interesting, you know, to see the the evolution of the wash LED light. You know, you you did have for quite a while there. Your only option for LED was multiple multiple chips and multiple optics, and uh, you had kind of you know light bright on stage, and that was your option. Um, yeah, and it it wasn't quite as high quality of a light, but boy, we liked it. Yeah, because... <laughs> right, because it was LED and it was you know you could do any color and um, but now LED technology has grown to the to a point where we can have a single source of light be bright enough to provide general illumination uh, by itself and not need multiple engines to drive uh, the output. So. Um, luckily, and I think um, the first ones on the market were COB engines. 
Um, they would uh, so chip on board for those of you who maybe haven't heard of it. Um, it uh, it's a different style of LED array, and it provides a more homogenized beam and a very wide uh, beam angle. So initially, um, come angle. So initially, um, companies uh, offered COB engines just as themselves, maybe with a homogenizing lens on the front or a dispersion lens to, to adjust the beam. But really, the COB chip itself was your array. But it was nice because it was a homogenized beam. You could barn door it. You know, you could kind of, uh, you could actually manipulate the beam a little bit. And, and then we started getting um, high-powered, um, I won't say single-source engines because they're not really single-source, but there are a bunch of chips on a single board creating the effect. Yeah, they're source. tighter. Yeah. 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 So now we finally have engines bright enough to provide um, the output needed for a wash fixture because we're going to diffuse it. So you need a higher output for a wash fixture. That's just what's required of the technology. The one light fixture that has not, um, mm. there are there are a couple uh, out there LED beams, um, but they're they're not very bright, so they're going to be more on the entry level market. Um, ADJ makes one, the Focus Beam LED. It's actually yeah. pretty reasonably bright for its size. It's a eighty watt engine. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I've looked at it. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've looked at it. Yep. And yeah, you know, it's a pretty nice light. Mm-hmm. Like, especially not having to deal with lamps is great. Yeah. But but the quality of how tight the beam is and stuff, it's just not quite as nice, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, as well, the lamp ones. It's still not a discharge lamp beam. You know, it's still yeah. not that high, punchy output, that 5R, that platinum 5R lamp. It's not there yet. And the the LED market the led engine technology is not really there yet so there's not a lot led engine technology is not really there yet so there's not a lot of led beams available at this point Uh, that's kind of the last the last kind of uh, fixture that we'll see transition um, just because of the engine technology so uh, it's hard to get that amount of light required in such a small space because the beams need to have that source, that point source almost of, of light, which a discharge lamp provides with the arc. Um, LEDs are not bright enough yet. So uh, we will get to that point, but it's going to be a little while yet. Um, and, and what you've seen from some manufacturers is just the, um, an alternative technology of using laser instead. Because yeah. that can provide the output required. Um, it's a different technology. And with it comes some uh, whatever you want to say, <laughs> because it is yep. defined as a laser. It's hard to use lasers in the U.S. Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, Elation actually, three years ago, two, three years ago, did develop a light with a laser source as well. I believe, yeah, was, either you or somebody else told me yeah, this was the yeah. Dolly. Um was what was released. I think we showed it at LDI. I think it won an award or two. It was an LED light. Well, that's great. Awards are great. Yeah, but, right? but it never <laughs> except really, it doesn't exist. It never really got released because 
the difficulty with working with the government. It would just, in the end, it just wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the headache. Um, so they made it very hard to kind of advance this technology. So the, the Dolly fixture was an LED uh, light engine. It was okay. a spot. The Dolly was, was a hybrid fixture. So it had an LED engine and it provided, was, was a hybrid fixture. So it had an LED engine and it provided a nice even field. And if you wanted uh, a hotspot, you could initiate the laser and the laser would turn on, it would create a hotspot in the field, mm. which a lot oh, interesting. of we ask, because there are some designers out there that still like the hotspot look. Well, yeah, if you're doing, a, especially for live music, a, a hazy a rig with a bunch of haze, like the, the hotspot makes the beam stand out better. Exactly, yeah. If you're light, if you're pointing at an object and lighting it, you don't want that. Exactly. Yeah. So it had a laser that you could turn on and off to create a hotspot. And then there was a beam mode in which the laser was used to create that very defined beam that we want for a beam fixture. So again, uh, LED technology wasn't there. So we worked with something else that, that could create that effect. Uh, Elation as a company decided that it wasn't quite worth dealing with the um, the leading a laser fixture. Um, so they kind of put that project on the back burner. But now that uh, Clay Packy decided to, to continue with the development of their fixture, um, hopefully it will be easier for other manufacturers to just go that way as well. So we may not see an LED beam. It may be that all beams become a laser uh, source. I, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not privy to those types of discussions but um um uh, we'll see maybe we'll have both options i don't know uh but again leds just quite aren't there yet um still uh for a beam for really you know like the beams we all want you know that really punchy sharpie beam um not available right now so yeah on a large scale exactly yep for smaller scales, smaller shows, smaller venues, mm-hmm. it is doable. But Absolutely. yeah, that's, I mean, that's a, the, always been the story with the LED. Doing a little bit, but but especially once they moved into spot fixtures for LEDs, like, yep. mm-hmm. you know, early on, it was, they were just trying to make a spot and it was like, well, you had a spot for small venues, mm-hmm. you know, that could be LED. And, you know, people thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe someday they'll make one for big venues, but the technology might not be able to do yep. it. Well, now it's here. Yep. You know, for pretty much any size venue, mm-hmm. you can get an LED spot now. Yeah. You know, they're not exceptionally more energy efficient <laughs> than no, the discharge really. lamps, no. yeah. uh, but you get you should get more life out of them. The quality is a little better, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and that's where you, like the beam, it's like, as you get to these brighter spots, it's not necessarily even more efficient because it feels to me like at least you're kind of pushing this technology to do something that it's not like really made to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like you said, efficiency really made to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like you said, efficiency, um, you know, like our, uh, our artiste Mondrian is a 950 watt led engine. Um, yeah. That's a lot of power. Um, it takes a lot of fans to cool it, and um, it sucks a pretty good amount of juice. It is still more efficient than a discharge because with a discharge, yes. you strike your lamps, and they stay on for you know 
four or five hours pulling that thousand amp, a thousand watts, thousand amps, um, pulling that one thousand <laughs> watts the entire show. Yeah. Whereas yep. with an LED, you turn those off and you dim it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So those the LEDs are off and you're just running some fans at that point. So there is some efficiency there, but really when you think about it, the light sources are about the same intensity. Um, uh, exactly. Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like when we first got our mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, 150 watts or something and it could in colors compete with a thousand watt parking mm-hmm. lamp. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that same ratio. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not, it's not as dramatic as that. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's definitely getting there. You know, we, uh, so we have a, um, uh, a 650 watt led white light engine source, uh, fixture. With, CM, okay. with CMY color mixing. It's the Artiste Picasso. Great fixture. Um, and then we have an additive fixture, the Fuse Profile Fuse Spot Series. Um, and the, the Fuse Profile has a 305-watt LED engine, but it's additive. So uh. um, I can dial up Congo Blue in the Fuse Profile. And then I can dial up Congo Blue in the Artiste Picasso. Two times more lumens. It's like 23,000 lumens. Um, The profile is 10,000 lumens, the Fuse profile. The Fuse profile is just as bright in Congo Blue as the as the Picasso is in Congo blue. So um, the different use of technology is very interesting. The white light engine, although it's a thousand watts, may not be able to outperform a four or 500 watt additive color mixing because, you know, just color mixing, uh, um, just the the subtractive versus additive. Um, So sometimes you need a super hot uh, engine depending on what you want to do. If you're going to be primarily color mixing, you should probably have an additive engine and that'll work best for you. But if you're going to do, be doing a lot of white looks or really pale looks, you know, maybe the, the white light engine. Is- well, and that brings up a great point. Like when I'm doing a show and I've got spot fixtures and I've got wash spot fixtures and I've got wash fixtures and say I'm programming a yellow violet look. Mm-hmm. Well, the yellow is going to go to the spot fixtures because they're typically a CMY type fixture or similar. You know, there's something with a white engine, whether it's a CMY or a color wheel, um, it's removing light from it to make the color as opposed to the LED, which is additive. It's adding, you know, for purple, blue and a little red Mm -hmm. and, you know. That look, blue purple with purple on the wash, or blue purple, yellow purple, yellow violet with the violet on the wash and the yellow on the spots, looks way better than if you flipped it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's that's an important thing to know here is that even when you have two types of lights, some colors work better in one light than the other and are going to, and you can use that to your advantage, and you should. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, knowing knowing your fixtures and knowing your rig is is always a super important as a designer um knowing the capabilities and the idiosyncrasies of of their output their color mixing and some of it's just general knowledge of the technology um not necessarily fixture specific you know um how does this four color additive or five color additive create this light versus this fixture with a filter um Congo blue is very difficult to mix like a true saturated Congo blue, almost UV, almost UV 
you can't be mixed in LED. Um, you're going to need to use a flag. So you're going to want to use a higher output um, fixture with a flag versus, you know, maybe your additive fixture that does have that flag, you know, if you have a hybrid fixture or something. Um, they often do have color wheels still to mix those types of colors that you can't reach um, in the spectrum of the engine. So just know, again, knowing your, your, your rig and your fixtures capabilities is always important. Again, knowing your, your, your rig and your fixtures capabilities is always important. Yeah. And that's actually a good way to land the plane that we're flying yeah. here. Um, because I was thinking about that show I did a few weeks ago, a live stream recording uh -huh. and, you know, knowing whatever you've got, wash spot, beam hybrid, whatever, knowing what you have is, is more important and not more important. It's important to know what you have and exactly what it can do and what its strengths and weaknesses are. Absolutely. Like I got approached to do this show and I'm looking at a picture right now. Um, and, um, and I'll share it. And we had a particular fixture from another manufacturer, something that's very popular in the rental houses. And, uh, and, uh, mm -hmm. stop it, Zoom, you're right in the way. And the, I knew right away when they said what the fixture was, I said, okay, this will work. We can put gobos out over the audience with this particular moving light. Yep. But just know that there is going to be a black circle in the middle of, in the middle of the gobos mm. because it's a, beam hybrid-ish fixture and because of that when you put the prism in to make it wide enough for these short distances that we're throwing mm -hmm. there's going to be a hole in the center because it's designed to look cool in the air yeah not to look cool on surfaces uh -huh. you know and so that can be the difference like no matter what you've got just to drive at home uh knowing exactly what the fixture can do and its idiosyncrasies um is very important yep because I could have looked at this and, and I knew this light because it's very popular with the rental houses. Mm. Um, and, you know, I could have said, okay, it's got a prism that'll spread the light out. It'll make the logo, the, the, the gobo look kind of cool. Yep. And I'll use that. Right. But a prism in a beam ish type fixture, which this was actually looks a decent bit different than a prism in a spot mm -hmm. fixture mm -hmm. um, because the middle, because that looks cooler in the air. Yep. Not really what we were going for on this show, but it worked okay anyways. And it's a good, you know, it's a good budget fixture, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Knowing, you know, and how do you, as a, you know, if you're, if you're renting, you know, how do you know these types of things? Well, work with your rental house and, and ask them if you can come to the shop and check out the fixture. Uh, if you're looking to buy, talk with your dealer and um, have them send you some sample fixtures, some demo fixtures, and try them in your space. So it's all about seeing seeing them for yourself and playing playing with them, and you know, picking the right fixtures. Um, you know, going kind of back to to the topic at hand of spot beam wash hybrid. How do I pick? What do I need? Um, that's really going to have to be, um, up to you in what is important to you for the scenario you have, uh, uh, and you're looking to, to provide, uh, some kind of workhorse fixtures that you can utilize in multiple fashions, um, providing gobos, doing some specials, highlighting different areas, maybe doing some washes, then you should probably look at a fixture that allows that capability with a spot hybrid. Um, if, if you have good coverage of your stage and you're really just looking for some eye candy, 
um, then maybe a beam is what you're looking for. Um, so, so stepping back from, from um, kind of exact fixture choices and saying, what do I have? What do I want to get out of my design? That will help you decide what you need. Um, you know, if you really only need a key light, if you really want a key light, do you need really good uh, light control to keep light control to keep uh, the light off of of uh, set pieces or um, or uh, video aspects? Maybe just a wash light would be best because it's going to give you a nice even coverage across the front of your stage. Um, but maybe if you have scenic or visual elements that you really need to control the light off of, then you're probably going to want a spot because it's going to have that hard edge and will allow you to, to manage the light, modify the light beam. Um, so again, taking a step back, looking at what you need, the fixtures that are available with the feature set that you want is going to be what's most important. And obviously, Pricing is important too. If you can get two fixtures capabilities out of one fixture, you're going to save yourself money. So if the wash is good enough for your, or excuse me, if the wash effect in the spot, in the spot fixture, if the wash effect in the spot, in the spot fixture that you're looking at is good enough to perform the, the, the task that you need it to, um, you're saving yourself some money from having to buy a spot and a wash. And that's what is appealing about the hybrids. So looking at the capabilities in hybrid mode, if it's good enough, then maybe it's worth the money that you would save. So again, lots of things to consider. We've probably answered none of your specific questions, but we talked about it. So. <laughs> no, and I think the point, the good point to drive home is, um, when you see a fixture advertised, like you have to put it in a bucket from the mm -hmm. manufacturer side of things. Mm -hmm. You have to say, you know, this is a spot or a wash or a beam or yep. some kind of hybrid of the two. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not the whole story. Exactly. And yep. you do want to look at what the strengths and weaknesses are, you know, watch some videos of it. Like for a lot of fixtures, the manufacturer will have the features one at a time. And now a lot of them will show you like, oh, if we combine these couple things, it kind of looks like this. Um, yep. For a while, one of the big rental companies actually does a lot of those too, and they do some really cool ones. Um, so you can get an idea of like, okay, this can do these kind of things, but it can't do those or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so you can know as much as you can before you have to buy. Yep, exactly. Um, just get as much information as you can and and make sure, you know, you're, you're kind of checking the checkboxes of requirements that you have and Maybe the nice to have is, you know, what's more important on the, this would be nice to have list. Um, you know, so really just doing your homework and um, kind of, uh, kind of evaluating it as you need to. Awesome. Well, thanks Bob for hanging out today, for being on the show again and uh, appreciate it. Thank you very much.